Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and we have taken it way back to the most simple technology possible. No microphones, no screens, barely any light. We are just recording this on your iPhone. Yes, because my computer is such a piece of junk. And this is the second time that this has happened where it just doesn't load and then all of a sudden it turns off and then it's like restarting and we've been sitting at 30% for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a Lenovo. It's like a new computer. I bought it like last year. So if anybody wants to donate a Mac to me, that'd be awesome. And you know what the problem is, folks? Not enough five-star reviews. Not enough likes. With those, every five-star review, we could buy Andrew's computer another megabyte. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Of power. Don't ever buy a multi-purpose desktop, folks. It's a piece of junk. <laughs> it's multi- what is its multiple purpose this thing pissing me off it just takes up real estate yeah pretty much yeah Yeah. i mean it's funny like some days it's really a good computer and Mm. like i have no problems but then other days it's like not to hell with you look at that restarting again the days where you actually want to use it i think it's going to take us back to zero percent we're going back to zero percent back to the future it's honestly just a random number generator at this point yeah i think so in terms of what it's doing i think so too um so how you been what you up to you spartan a week away yeah yeah a bit of bit over a week away so getting into you know i've been doing a lot of spartan training so the distance running for me in the last uh few weeks i think the longest i've run probably tw- uh probably 20 26 kilometers maybe uh three or four weeks ago so this event you're this spartan you're doing is a 21 no no i'm just no. doing 5k it's only 5k yeah so oh, we're just focusing smashing. on like uh stay powered speed mm-hmm. so like we're doing some ocr workouts like to give you an example mm-hmm. so Basically, yesterday I had what's called OCR uphill 60s. So I basically did five rounds of 10 burpees, then six, uh, 15% incline, 60 seconds, and hard. That's on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Then uh, 10 pull-ups, then 60 seconds at 15% incline on the treadmill, hard effort again. Then 20 jump lunges, then the 60 seconds on the treadmill. 20 jump squats, 60 seconds on the treadmill. 20 grip switches. So for those of you who don't know what a grip switch is, you're basically hanging from a pull-up bar and switching your grip from Ooh. overhand to under. Uh, and then a three-minute power hike at that same 15% incline. And that three-minute power hike at the 15% incline is the break, so then you go right back into it. So, so how far are you running for the one-minute intervals? Oh, as hard as you can? Uh, basically as, as hard as I can. So yeah. that's 60 seconds. Ah, hello, Cal. Scared the hell out of me. Uh, I don't know. I don't even... I wouldn't even, I didn't really look. So I, I averaged about uh, eight, uh, seven and a half to eight kilometers per hour on yeah. that 60 second effort. So in total, I basically, so the good thing about the treadmills at my gym is that you can. You did this at the gym? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. You can pause it and it doesn't doesn't decrease the incline and it stays at the same uh, speed. Otherwise, you'd need to leave the treadmill running, yeah, which is not safe just, in the gym environment. No, it's just annoying too to get the... Uh, uh, incline back. So in total, I ran about 3.6 kilometers and I think I gained about 404, uh, sorry, 540 meters of elevation. Wow. Plus all the work. So it's about a 65 minute workout plus cool down and warm up. So mm-hmm. overall, it's about 85 minutes of. And work. is that your last hard workout before this OCR in a week's time? No. No? No. So I'll have another workout tomorrow. It's basically a ladder where I'll. Run 10 minutes hard, 5 minutes carry, 8 minutes hard, 5 minutes carry, uh, 4 minutes carry, seven, uh, 6 minutes hard, 3 minutes carry, and then down to 0 minutes, and then another just 30 minutes of running. This is incredible. Uh, and then I think Saturday is another similar 
kind of like incliney workout. And then, yeah, so next week will just be a hard taper. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're only doing a week's worth of taper for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's only a 5K. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, in my next week, instead of running five days a week, I'll run, I think, Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Or no, Tuesday and Friday. And that's it. Okay. Shout out over there. Wow, it's a big dog. Um, and you're feeling good. Oh, we're up to 58%, 60%. We're climbing now on the computer in the background here. Uh, dude, if we get there, we're going to we're gonna stop this and we're going to like we'll mash it all together. In. Yeah, somehow. Well, you still, 95%. Yeah, we still got to like set everything up. So probably we'll just continue. Just keep doing this. Yeah. We'll yeah. But yeah, so uh, that's about it. And then, yeah, so after the Spartan, you know, I'll, I'll race that competitive. I'll try to do my best win or podium. That'd be mm. nice. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll get straight into long work. Yep. Um, yeah, well, you've only got three weeks between Sparta and Brimbank. Exactly. So you can't so exactly cram a yeah, lot longer. We're going to reverse there. taper for that one. Yeah. We're just going to go like into it. Like my first long distance run on Sunday will be mm-hmm. after the Spartan will be uh, the day after. No, um, but normally we would take like mm-hmm. the Monday off mm-hmm. after a race, but not this time. We're just back into 13 kilometers and then that saturday will be uh like a two and a half hour uh run yep wherever that puts me and then we'll yeah, just, just go from there gonna do a lot of so no real things. taper for brimbank this year for you no it's kind of work up to it now from the spot screw it yeah. i mean i guess yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun gonna yeah. see what happens see what happens yeah. great what about you man how you doing i'm doing okay i um was telling you just before i came in i hurt my back yesterday um so I had a really good weekend of running, uh, about over 50Ks of running over the weekend. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, so I did 20Ks. Oh, yeah, you did too. Yeah, I did 20Ks on Saturday, um, which included, you know, pacing at Park Run. Um, and then on... Which pace were you? 25-minute pacer. Was. Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah. It's, I'm getting there. Do you yeah. know what's funny? 20, like, object, objectively, mm. 25 minutes doesn't sound fast, but mm. when the pressure's there, yeah. it's, like, fast. It's, it felt, I mean, it's, five, it's a fast 5K. Five, yeah, five minute kilometers, you've got to run them. Yeah. You can't... You, you can't You can't lollygag. Yeah, exactly. Is that a thing? I think so. I think Simon I, always does the 22 and a half. 20, Simon always does 22 and a half. That's too much pressure. And, and I, I, like, I, I would have liked to have ran with the 22 and a half, but I'm not, I don't think I could pace 22 and a half with confidence right now. Mm. So I paced 25, which was fine. So I did... Um, a uh, 25-minute park run in the middle of a bunch of other running on Saturday, which was fine. And then Sunday, um, went out to try and go to Brimbank to do a bit of a, a look at the course and everything. Yeah. But there's been still leftover side effects from all the floods we had a while ago. Really? There. Yeah, so a lot of the course is still shut down. Oh, no kidding. Which I'm looking at that going with three weeks to go, four weeks to go, I yeah. really hope that course is open. Otherwise, yeah. we could end up running some loops of the same thing oh. over and over and over again. I mean, that's essentially what we do, but they're big loops. Yeah. So I, we went out and we did um, a large part of the 5K loop yeah. and then a large part of the 15K loop. The two of those combined make up the 21. Right. But the rest of the loop, which you go out to do the 30K loop you do to get to the, the marathon or the 50 that we're doing, it was shut down. You could not access it. There was Parks Victoria signs up. Bummer. saying it was not accessible um, because of flood damage. That's so, I don't know. Um, I really wanted to go out there. I, I love to go out there and do that run as like a confidence builder. Yeah. 
I couldn't run it. Yeah, because you like to go out to the where the turnaround is. Yeah, and then and then kind of hustle back. Yeah, go re- take my time out to the turnaround and then run back really really hard. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't get a chance to do that. So I went out and ran out some of the course and ran out to the farm and got some hills and stuff in. And I was out there with um, the boys, Omar and Daryl and, and Simon. And they were everyone was a little bit sore doing that fifteen k's with sure. the hills and everything. So when we got back. Um, to Werribee, uh, I went out and did another 20Ks. So I ended up doing 35Ks on Sunday. That's a nice... Which first, yes, it was split in two, um, but splitting in two is fine. Rather split it in two than not do the distance. Yeah. So I feel really good that I got 35Ks done on Sunday. And I was definitely tired afterwards. And so I took uh, Monday off uh, my normal riding commute because I had some stuff to do at home and then felt tired all Monday. And then Tuesday morning, yeah, I got out for a run and we were doing kilometer repeats. And on Tuesday morning? Yeah, Tuesday morning. Don't you guys normally do that stuff at night? No, well, so uh, Winfit is now doing Tuesday morning. They do like these kilometer repeats at Wyndham Park yeah. here in Werribee. And Tuesday night, they go and do track work um, at the track. And Mark does both those sessions? Mark, yeah, Mark does both of them. Freak. He's amazing. Yeah. Machine. And he obviously, you know, he's not sprinting the 1K loops in the morning, but he's going fast. He was faster than I was going. Yeah. Uh, and he's not. Um, you know, always going full out at his um, track sessions, but he still does them. Yeah. Like Mark, Mark is an active participant in all of the training courses he runs and everything. Yeah, he's, he just works hard, but that's mm. like kind of like a testament of why yeah. he does so well. And he's steady, like he's constantly working and he's, you know, he's not always pushing 100%, but he's also not, you know, turning up and walking it. He's doing a good job, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just, I, I don't know what it was. I cannot tell you. I, I ran over there, which is about a K. I did a 2K warm-up really, really slow. And then I did, you know, four of the five one-kilometer repeats at about, you know, five-minute pace. So we're not talking about going super fast. Yeah. And then on the sixth one, I just felt my back pull up a little bit tight. I didn't know what it was. And so I sort of um, finished that loop and then uh, went home. And just over the course of Tuesday, it just got more and more sore, more and more tight. So I started taking anti-inflammatories and some pain relief and everything. Um Woke up in the middle of the night, like three o'clock, took some more pain relief, woke up this morning, and had that moment where I woke up where I was like, oh, maybe it's fixed itself. And then I moved and, and I went, oh, no, it has not fixed itself. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. And I just worked out, I couldn't have sat all day at a desk yeah. today. So I took today off and sort of spent the day on my back, um, trying to stretch everything out. And then went to a physio um, yeah. this afternoon, which was good um, because I didn't know what to expect. I was walking in there going... I didn't know. Firstly, was she going to say, listen, I can't do anything for you because it's only been a day since you hurt yourself? Or was she going to say, why didn't you come see me yesterday? I don't know what the answer was. But, she, you know, she was really good. She spent 15 minutes asking questions yeah. before she even put her hands on me, just sort of asking, what have I been doing? What do I normally do? All that sort of stuff. She spent so much time just sort of collecting data about who I was before she finally got me to stand up and do some stretches and stuff and then got me on the table and put her hands on me. And I was like, what's she going to find? Is she going to find that my disc has bulged and there's a huge thing poking out that we're going to have to... I don't know what I was expecting, but... Kind of like an alien's when that thing pops out of the guy's stomach. Exactly. Was my back going to be like William Hurt? <laughs> um, so I didn't know what... And worst case, I was thinking she was going to go, oh, something's really bad here. Like, I can feel something structural. But she was like, nope. Um, everything there, it feels swollen, but I'm pushing yeah. in places that... 
you know, if there was something really bad, they're like you a disc bulging kind of response. Yeah, yeah. You're, and you're feeling it, but you're not like screaming. And so it sounds like what you've done is what I do pretty much once every other month is yeah. just something happens, whether I've actively am doing mm. something and I feel it, or mm. if I'm just like walking and something stupid, like I'm putting on socks and yeah. all of a sudden, and then it's just like for a couple of days, it's, it's, it's like excruciating. Yeah. Like you wake up and the first thing you want to do is stand up straight and you're like, no, I can't do that right now. I feel like it's kind of like, um, you know, sometimes you wrench your neck yeah. and your neck is sore for like three days or so whenever you turn it a certain way or, um, yeah. Or it's kind of like a little bit like the planter when you wake up in the morning with your foot and you're like, oh man, that really, really hurts. I feel like I've, I've just pulled something bad in the back, but the fact that she's not worried about anything structural and she gave me a really good return to work plan over the next couple of days where she she wasn't like hey don't run for the next three weeks she was like okay i don't want you to do any of your training for the next 72 hours but monday i want you to try and get back into normal routine okay and come see me next week and check it out that's kind of promising yeah that's good it's good so some some physios and doctors can be like oh well you know bed rest four weeks do nothing but i think more and more they're learning that hey you want to be keep active with this stuff and keep moving um, and just listen to the body. If the body hurts, don't do it. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So it looks like we've got now our audacity going. Are so we going to try and do a seamless cut over here? No. No? Because I'm not that good. Have you started recording? I have. So I guess we will. So I'm going to stop the phone. And it's going to be interesting. So we're going to see actually which is a better quality, my $400 Yeti mic or my $2,000 iPhone, uh, what is this, the 14? Yes. The new one? Is that iPhone 14 is the new one? This yes. is the new one. Oh, cool. God. Can I stop this? Okay. And we're back. And now we're in the future. Yay! Yay, okay. So now people are hearing us recorded on the new microphone. And hopefully they heard that whole story because I ain't repeating it. Oh, I deleted it. No, you serious? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you had me go in there for a sec. Oh. Yeah, you sounded concerned. Are I you did. serious? Yeah. You actually sounded I, sad. I'd just go home at this point. I'd be like, well, I guess we're done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, for me, like I was saying just before, just classic running. Five weeks out from events or, actually, no, four weeks out? You're like... Three weeks out? Three weeks out from... Uh, Warburton. Because that's two weeks after the Spartan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. You're, uh, so I'm Warburton, really running out of time. You kind of are. <laughs> so really... But at least, look, you've got... So, okay, so you've got a 35-kilometer run in there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like something. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're, it's not like you're not trained. No. And no. Like, I feel the same way about my fitness, right? Like, I haven't done a longer run than 26 kilometers in a, in a while. Shit, it's three but, weeks. But, like... <laughs> The amount of just steady work I've been doing, yeah, like I'm just my, like my engine is growing, my aerobic capacity is improving, and it's just like consistently doing the work throughout the week. Like, you know, I'm running, I think, anywhere between sixty and seventy-five yeah. kilometers right now, maybe eighty, depending. The last couple of weeks, no, because we've been really sharpening the edges for the uh, Spartan, but. It's going to be interesting to see what that does to our race effort. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing about the same kilometers uh, and trying to do the bike riding multiple days a week. So I feel like I've got, I feel like, I think I said it on the podcast a couple of days ago. Um, I feel really good at the moment. Like I feel fit. I feel strong. It was all about just don't get injured. And of course what happens is I got injured. Well, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not worried about my aerobic ability to do these events. Yeah. I think, you know, 
if anything happened, like if, if I really felt sore still a week from now, then I'd probably turn around and go, well, the goal just becomes to finish everything. Mm. I mean, the goal for Oxfam is just finish it anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. The goal for Oxfam is not win the thing. Um, and for Brimbank, as much as it would be nice to go under five hours, again, I want to do it and finish it. Yeah. And then Warburton, I, you know, I said, you know, I, listened, I went back and I listened to my race recap from Warburton last year. Yep. And uh, two things I learned from that. One is even in the moment, I was saying there's no way I will, I will run this fast again next year mm. because conditions were perfect and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to go out there and set a PB for Warburton in a couple of weeks' time. So not worried about that. Just finish. The other thing I learned from my Warburton recap was um, when I did my race on my fuel for that event, yeah. I did it based on kilometer. But what you've got to remember when you do a trail race is the kilometers go a lot slower mm. than on normal road race and your stomach doesn't care about the kilometers. Your stomach cares about the time. Yeah, which is interesting because mm. that the, like the I know you don't listen to the mm. minis because you're not involved and you hate mm. me when I do this alone. But there was a question last week. A fueling mini. A fueling yes. mini, yeah. And that was actually one of the things that I said where mm. you have to kind of figure out what kind of race you're in. Is it the kind of race where you're going to fuel by time or mm. by distance? Because, like, it is going to make a difference. I mean, in a steady 10K, you're probably going to, or marathon even, you might even go by time. Yeah. But if it's like a marathon that's undulating and all over the mm. place, you're probably going to go by Sorry, strike that, reverse it. Marathon distance and then time if it's undulating. Yeah, I think my rule would be if you get to a certain point and you haven't done the kilometers, but you've hit the time, fuel. Yeah. If you get to a certain point and you've um, done the kilometers, but you haven't done the time, you can afford to drift mm. out the the fueling a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's just, you know, based on your tip of go back and listen to what I gave myself as advice last year. Yeah, I'd say when in doubt, go by time. When in doubt, go by time. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's um, that's um what's coming up. So, so realistically, you'll have your taper next week for Spartan and then we'll just get into training for these, these long events mm. uh, and go from there. Probably uh, shout out, can we put into the show notes the link to our Oxfam donation page. Hell yes, yeah. Um, so if anyone uh, wants to donate to the Oxfam cause, we'd really appreciate it. Obviously, it's a... Make sure you send me the link too because I haven't donated this year. I, I did last year. I will send you the link Thank and I'll send... Uh, he'll post it for all dear listeners. Uh, obviously, a great cause, what Oxfam does, helping out um, everywhere, especially where there is, you know, people that can't help themselves because of wartime conflict and so forth. Um, so a really, really great cause. We still are short of our fundraising goal, um, which, you know, we're not too worried about. Um, but, you know, it would be nice to knock that off and get that completely off the worry list. That How we... short are you? Make us all feel better. Oh, I think we're $1,000 short overall. I'll donate. Probably I'll match my donation last year. Yeah, like so I think, I think we're $1,000 short as overall. So that's okay. They, they've increased the, um, the donation limit this year. So they reduced the prices for teams to enter. Wait, but they, mean, so they have a cap on donations? Yeah, so every person needs to donate a certain amount. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so gotcha. every, every person needs to raise a certain amount, and they've increased the amount you have to raise this year, but they lowered the cost of entry. Yeah. So you've got to work a little bit harder, and you, Oxfam is better off, because yeah. Oxfam would rather get the donations than entry fees. So That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll do that as well. Um, yeah. Right on. Well, I guess I, let's let's circle back to nutrition. So you uh, had a couple of long oh. runs over the weekend, and, and when we 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 were going to see how you experimented with Generation You Can, did you? I did. So uh, it wasn't this weekend. It was the weekend before. Oh, that's I, right, too. Yeah. It was. 
That's it was because right. we missed a week because I was in Sydney. That's right. I was off being highfalutin fancy. Was it was it work or was it fancy? It was work. It was, um, it was fancy work. It was it was work. Actually, I'll, I'll let me talk about that for a second before I talk about the generation you can. Fair enough. Um, so it was up there. So we formed a new team at work, and so they took us away for this offsite up in Sydney because more of the people were based in Sydney than based in Melbourne. So Melbourne people fly to Sydney. That's the way it works Fair with enough. these things. Yeah. Uh, and so we got up there, and it was you know get together and talk to each other and get to know each other and work out that even though you're different individuals, when you think about it, you're actually trying to work towards the same goals. And so by it's like an after school special. Yeah. So basically by bringing these different parts of my company together who have previously been working separately, look what would happen if we bring them together. You're actually really similar in terms of what you want to do and look at the power we've got. I always kind of hope that those things backfire and you start fighting. I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of trustful exercises where we just sort of fall back into each other's arms and then say, I trust you, man. But there wasn't that. Oh, but good. what we did do is on the second day, we went and visited the Sydney Swans Football Club. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so we went to go visit up in Sydney, the Sydney Swans Football Club, which has this brand new building called The Facility, um, which is, it's amazing. It's a old... Wooden sh- ship. Well, <laughs> San Diego, <laughs> an old wooden ship. Um, it's an old shed that it was at the showgrounds. And what they did is they've, um, take it, they've, they've taken over this shed and they've repaired it using heritage techniques that they had to get guys in who could weld using welding techniques from 100 years ago cool. because they weren't allowed to do modern stuff. Yeah. It had to all be in the heritage of the building. And so they, they rebuilt the shed to stabilize it. And then they put like these modular buildings around the outside of the shed, which is where all the offices are and the gyms and the kitchens. And what they did was... In the middle of the shed, they put a fake football field. Huh. So fake grass. It's a thirty meter by sixty meter, thirty meter by sixty meter football field, and all of the outside offices and buildings and everything face in on this football field. And there's two things. One, because it's a real astroturf football field, they use it for indoor training drills. Mm. They use it for youth training. Um, you can get there and you can kick back and forth. Um, so it's actually a practical thing for them to use. And the buildings on the outside are all soundproof. So you can run a full training gr- drill in the middle of the ground. And meanwhile, the board can be sitting there having a board conference and look out and see people training on this ground, but not hear a thing. Cool. But the whole reason why they did it is the mindset they want to instill is everything that's done in that business, everything that's done in that company, from the person cooking in the kitchen to the person doing accounting to the strength coach to this person to that person, Every time you turn around, you can't not look at this field that is sitting in the middle of it. And it's a reminder to everyone in the organization that everything they do for that company, all that it does is it makes what happens on the field matter. It's all about making, when they go out and they play that football game every week, what they're doing is not just what those football players are doing, but it's what the nutritionist has done. It's what the strength coach has done. It's what the physio has done. It's what the person raising funds has done. It's done what the person selling tickets has done. So it's a real visual reminder for, hey, as a club, as a football club, this is our purpose. It's to win on the field this week because every week they get their results. It's like doing a race every week. Yeah. They know if they were good or bad. Yeah. And if they were, if we do a marathon and we're not great, it's like, okay, well, we've got, you know, some reasonable amount of time to adjust our training and everything. They've got a week yeah. to turn it around and figure out what they're doing. And so it was just, it was amazing because you're walking around these beautiful offices and you just can't help and turn and look at this huge green fake field in the middle of it. So it was really good. And we got, so we got to meet the CEO, the COO, the coach 
of the Sydney Swans and get them to hear about team building and purpose and things like that. The, the coach was really interesting. He said they don't set a goal at the end of the year as their roadmap because they're like, what's the point? Every year for us as a football clear club, our goal will be win the premiership. Yeah. So we don't actually say our goal is to win the premiership every year. What we do is we set out a roadmap, which is things we're going. What's the next thing we're going to do? Yeah. And then and so they just work on a lot of little things, one after the other, because what they're saying is if we do the little things, we trust that the little things will add up to the big result at the end. And if we find ourselves off track, often we look, hey, we neglected the little things. And I, of course, started um, relating it to running, mm. and I'm like, the little things are, do your strength training, keep your nutrition right. Do the right sort of training for the events that you're doing. Yeah. Get your recovery, all those sorts of things. And so the object is not, hey, I'm going to run a marathon six months from now. It's this week I'm going to do this. Next week I'm going to do this. And break the job down into lots of little smaller things at the end of the day. Then you just have to turn up and run the marathon. Whereas if you set your goal of we're going to win the premiership <coughs> or we're going to run a marathon in this amount of time, every week that you don't do that, you see it like a failure. Right. But if you just concentrate on one small thing for that week, that's how they do it. That's how they, they break their roadmap down. I like it. Yeah, it was interesting. That's awesome. It was a different perspective. And then I got trapped in Sydney for four hours because of weather. Smack it. And so all the good vibes that I had about the entire trip went out the window. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, that was that was why we couldn't record last week. Fair yeah. enough. Mm. All right. It's good. Do you listen to any sort of leaders or people about you know tr- team building or training outside of sports stuff? Is there anyone you particularly follow? Because no. I'm not a huge Sydney Swans fan, so... No, I, uh, not really. I mean, I listen to my own podcast sometimes. Just listen to yourself, giving yourself advice? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Do you like you? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Generation UCAN. Yeah. The taste test. Mm. So here's the conditions. Okay. Um, we were going out to the Yangs. We were going to do three and a half hours or so of training. Lots of hills, lots of different terrain. I went with the salted peanut butter bars yep. and then the pineapple gels, yep. whatever they are. Um, so I had the Generation You Can salted peanut bar basically for breakfast. Okay. So about an hour or so before we started doing anything, I woke up and I ate it with some water and a black coffee. Mm-hmm. And I've had these before and I quite like it. Um, I did have one open in the car on the way to the event. And people who were with me said, you know what? It smells like rum and raisin. Nice. They, they were sort of thinking, it goes, oh, it smells like rum and raisin. They had that sort of smell. Even when I put that in front of their nose, they were like, oh, yeah, I can get like a rum and raisin chocolate smell from that. It's actually so, funny. It's I agree with that. Yeah. It's, I agree with that. Which I like rum and raisin, yeah. so that was good for me. But it's off-putting because it's yeah. a peanut butter bar. Yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a peanut butter bar. It should taste and smell like rum and raisin. It was funny because um, the next week, because last weekend when we went out, I had it again. Yeah. Um, and you know what I was telling you about the bars being really filling? Yeah. I had one bar the time we went out to Yu Yang's, and that felt fine. The ne- last weekend, I actually ended up having one and a half bars. Okay. Too much. I yeah. felt heavy. That'll happen. Too filling. They're like really uh, <laughs> dece- uh, deceitful. I couldn't understand it. It's like 40 grams, and I'm like, I'm just going to swallow this thing up. I felt too full after a bar and a yeah. half. It was actually too much to eat before going out and doing a run. Yeah, like I, I have, like if I'm going for a really big effort, I'll, I'll have one. 
but I'll have a couple corn thins maybe just to yeah. just to supplement it a little bit if yeah. I feel like I need more. But no, I, w- I definitely won't have another bar. I think if if you're if you're getting the generation you can and you grab that first bar, folks, and you're like, oh, this is pretty small. I'm going to have two of these. You don't need two. Trust me, just start with one. Have one Generation You Can bar. You'll be surprised at how filling that little thing is and how quickly it, it tapes everything up, which, totally. is, which is awesome. Um, so we did that, and then we got to the Yu Yangs, and we walked from the very bottom of the Yu Yangs car park up to the very, very top of Flinders Peak. Okay, so like where the entrance is? Yeah, yeah so okay. about four, about five kilometers. Yeah. Took us about 45, 50 minutes or so. That's not bad. Yeah. And so by the time we got to the top, I was like, right, based on time, time for me to have a gel. Yeah. And so I grabbed one of the pineapple gels. I'm going to be honest with you. My first response was, ooh, this is tart. Yeah, I haven't had the pineapple ones before. It was really pineapple-y. Okay. So the first thing I got was it was super pineapple-y. And I was yeah. like, wow. And then the fact that it's like like, like a yogurt yeah. consistent. And I'm used to dr- drinking like the jelly things, yeah. like the lemon-lime gels or yeah. the, which is which are like clear. I was like, oh, geez, it was different. Yeah, the first taste sensation, I was like, it was different. And the guys were like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not sure about this, which is unfortunate because we're out here for four hours and all I have are these, these generations all can, in. All I have are generation you can pineapple gels. If I don't drink these, I'm literally hunting down kangaroos or something and trying to feed myself. Fair. So I was like, 50 minutes in, I'm like, oh, okay, but you know what. Once I got past the initial tartness, and once I got past the sensation of it being kind of a yogurty thing, I was like, all right, okay. So I got down the hill, did another 50 minutes or so, got to the next one, which is after a beautiful bit of like fast running and everything. And, and so I had the second one, and the second one went down a lot smoother. Oh, good. I don't know if it's because I was mentally prepared for it or whatever, but Could the be. second one went down a lot smoother. Wasn't quite as pineapple, pow, yeah. explosion. And I think I was more used for the, like i was almost expecting the yogurt taste to be it's not even yogurt taste it's just yogurt texture yeah i was expecting it to be worse than it actually was so the second time i had it i was like oh, okay it's not that bad i don't know what to tell you man by the time i got to the third one i was looking forward to it nice i was really looking forward to it <laughs> got to the third one my energy levels were feeling really good yeah like i wasn't feeling any you know sometimes with gels you get like a bit of a sugar spike rush and then you come back down again i wasn't getting that i was actually feeling really good i was fueling because i knew that i had to fuel yeah but i wasn't fueling because i felt desperate to fuel but that third one i was singing the pina colada song (laughs) in the middle of the thing i was like this is delicious it was really tasty yeah the third like the so i kind of went on a oh what have i done here to when we were meant to do four hours and so when we cut it short I was actually a little disappointed because I was like, oh, well, I was just about to have my fourth gel. <laughs> I, was just, I was looking forward for that little pineapple hit. Yeah. So I would say overall, it did not start off well. Yeah. But by the end of it, I was feeling really good with it, both in terms of stomach didn't feel upset at all, mm-hmm. which is great. So first time you ever try a brand new product, you're always worried about what it's going to do to your stomach. Didn't have any of those problems. In fact, probably the only time in months that I've actually gone on a run and not had some sort of distress right on. or something. So that was good. Um, and yeah, the once I got past the fact that it is a very different texture and taste to what I'm normally used mm. to, because I normally have like a salted vanilla yeah. plain gel. This was very different to that. Once I got past that, it was good. Yeah, it's funny. It's mm. like we call them a, mm. we call it a gel, but yeah, it is more like a yogurt. It's not a gel. Yeah. Gel's the wrong word. I keep calling it a gel, but it's a it's a because the packets are quite big and it's quite because you've got to shake it up as well yeah. beforehand. So it's not a gel where you squeeze it out. 
it really is like a, a yogurt type drink. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't even know if they use gel. I think maybe yeah. I'm the only one that uses gel. I got. I should probably look at the marketing and not piss them off. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is like you have to be ready for that. But yeah, it's um, it is it is something that won't make you cringe long term because mm. in terms of that the energy spike because there is no real sugar in it. It's no. Just, it's just complex carbohydrates. That's super starch. And so. I was worried that it wasn't going to be enough carbohydrates. Mm. Like I was worried that like for the for the volume of the sachet, it's only like 15 grams or so of carbohydrates. Yeah. But again, we were out there. We were we did 800 meters of climbing, I think it was. Um, I ended up doing out and backs. So whilst the other guys were taking their time on some of the bits, I was running out hard and running back. So I was actually pushing it quite yeah. hard. And I had plenty of energy. Um, you know, I've definitely not like I have been in the past when I've when I've crashed. And and for comparison purposes, on Sunday when I went out and did my second run on Sunday, I got to about the nine k mark, ten k mark, and I had I had another set of sample gels that I got from someone, and one of them was a double espresso gel, 150 milligrams of coffee in it. Yeah, wow. Which is enormous. Yeah. Um, that's like two that's like two cups, two full cups of coffee, yeah. and I had that. And that was one where I was like, whoa, that, this was not the steady energy yeah. that you get from Generation UCAN. Yeah. This was like two kilometers after I had that gel, I had like the, the, the shakes and everything. And I'm like, I'm going to crash yeah. after this. Like, I'm glad I wasn't doing, I would never have that sort of gel at the start of a race because you'd crash you'd afterwards crash and be craving out. it. So it was definitely the Generation UCAN energy profile was a lot flatter and longer than some of the other gels, which tend to be that kick you get 15 minutes in and then you drop away and then you're craving it. You sit there. Like I was, my friend Carlo always says, oh, you look for the reward of the gel after 40 minutes, but that's because your body's craving yeah. that spike again, whereas actually a steady energy source is better for you. Yeah, and it's mm. amazing. Like <clears throat> when you look at other gels, like, I mean, some of them have three times the amount of carbohydrates, mm. and but it's all sugar. It's like so you, you, you take better ingredients and a better quality product and you could put less in it because it it gives you a better effect yeah whereas with some products not all of them but some products it's just all sugar and crap and it's just like they put tons of that in there because they need to put tons of that in there because that's all you're getting and then it's just like yeah yeah so yeah i was i was very happy with it the guys I haven't managed to get them onto the pina coladas yet. I'm calling the pineapple ones the pina coladas. Nice. I, think I haven't managed to get them to try that yet. They tried the salted peanut butter bars. They're not big bar folks. Like They don't eat that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they were like, oh, I don't like the taste of this. I'm like, well, you know, they're like, one of them was like, it's not a Snickers, is it? I'm like, no, it's not a Snickers. No, it's not a Snickers. Oh, I know who that was. <laughs> I know who that was. It's not a Snickers. Is no. that Omar? It's not a I'm not. I will protect my source. Damn it, Omar. Um, but I'm like, mate you obviously don't eat protein bars that normal because none of them taste like Snickers. Like, actually, for, no. compared to what's out here. The only protein bar that actually tastes like Snickers is, is called a Detour Bar. And I don't think they have them here. They have them in the States. I don't even know if they still make them. Right. But they came out... They're illegal in four countries Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> they came out like 20 years ago and they were... They, that's what the market was. They were Detour Bars. They tasted like Snickers and they, so they had the comparison. They had a couple of other lines yeah. of bars that tasted like Milky Way or Three mm. Musketeers. And they were really good. They were pretty high up there in sugar compared yeah. to other bars, but man, were they good. Yeah, the guys were like, it tastes like the thing that sits inside the chocolate bar with the chocolate around it and the nuts and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, so it's kind of like just eating the nougat part yeah. of a thing. I said, so what about if you, for that? And like, oh, no. 
they're chocolate bar people. They didn't get it. For me, for me, I think they're quite good. And that's that's why I ended up having one and a half. Because mm. I had my one. And then after they all tried it, they're like, oh, no, we're going to stick with our stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I ended up having the second one. And yeah. I wish they still had the chocolate peanut butter snack oh, bars. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're listening, you can. And know you are because I'm going to send you this episode. Bring those back. They're good. They're freaking great. Yeah. They were my favorite. And they weren't like these ones. Like, these ones are very tiny. Those these ones, ones are small. These are 40 gram bars. Yeah, these ones were bigger. And they were like kind mm. of crazy. Runchy. Ooh. Uh, they were awesome. I don't know why they got rid of them. I guess you can in the States did that. But mm. um, get them back. Get them back. Please. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't cut yeah. me as a... So I guess my final review is uh, salted caramel bars, or salted, salted peanut butter bars. Yep. Liked them. I was always a fan of those. Had no problem there. Still like them. Um, if you like protein bars, you'll like these. If you don't like protein bars, go buy a Mars bar. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the gels stick with them. Don't let your first taste of the gel turn you off them. Mm. Give it another go. Um, so, because, yeah, like I said, if, I, if I'd only had one of them and someone had said, hey, try some of this, I don't think I would have enjoyed Do it that know, much. I'm glad I stuck with it. it. It's funny. I think mm. I was the same way because mm. the, the only one, the ones that I tried were the, stra- I think it was either strawberry banana mm. or strawberry something or other. And I remember that. I was like the first one I had. And I was like, this is weird. I'm not a fruit guy. But... It grew on me. Yeah. I, that's, that's the best thing. I'm not a fruit guy. So straight away, the fact that they were pineapple, I was like, oh, geez, I don't, I don't really do pineapple. I do cola mm. and I do vanilla and I do coffee and I do caramel. Yeah. And so I, m- most of my gels are that sort of real chemical, artificial type stuff. So this was pineapple, which is fruits, first of all. And then, yeah, the 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 yogurt sensation being so different to like the fizzy jelly type yeah. that I'm, was very different. But tell you what, I, I swear to God, and the guys will, as God is my witness, I had three or four people out there walking with me. They will tell you, by the time I got to the third one, I was glugging it down. So <laughs> one, one of them was like, my God, you're gulping that down at this time, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, what can I tell you? You know, it's grown on me, you know? Nice. So there you go. There it is. Mm. Right so that's on. my Generation You Can taste test. I like it. Mm. I like it. And it sounded like it made you, it had you performing pretty well too. Yeah, so that's I'm great. Pretty happy. I don't feel like I had a 15% discount on performance. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of a 15% discount. Which is why I brought it up. Good call. Yep. I was going to forget. <laughs> so if you do want to get in on the Generation You Can action, you can by visiting generationyoucan.com.au and using the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. That's all one word, Breaking the Barrier. And you can test out some of their products at the moment they are doing uh different packs as well and you can actually go onto the website i think they're live now or they're going to be live soon and you can actually see how i use them so they're basically doing a short distance pack a mid distance pack a long distance pack and the ultra pack i believe and in there you'll actually see a big long blurb of how i use them why i use them the way that i do so they've they've um, wrote those articles for those packs uh based on my experience with them so if you're interested in how i use these products exactly for each distance go check out those packs use the coupon code breaking the barrier you get 15 percent off and uh, that's all i have to say about that well done generation you can Indeed. all right so um a podcast of two halves we'll see if what we recorded on the phone worked i can't wait to see how this <laughs> t- turns out we've got this little bit here on the real mic um anything else for our listeners i don't think so i think it was just like a little bit of an update Re- yeah. uh seeing where we're going and what we're going to do so by this time not next week we might not do we'll see how we go next week but the week after we'll definitely be back with your race recap for your first OCR yeah we'll see how we go next week we might have something to say we might not but we don't want to force anything so we'll see 
Yeah, but thanks for listening, folks. Remember, um, buy Andrew a new computer by feeding him those five-star reviews totally. and thumbs-ups. Yeah. Totally. Please, 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 please. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, those are the main ones you can leave reviews. Really, really, really would help us out, and we know that you like to listen, so we want to make sure that we can spread that yeah. along. So, look, everybody, as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where we hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We'll see you out there on the roads, the trails, and the treadmills. We'll catch you next time.